What's going on social media? So we're episode 62 um, and we go talk about, we go continue our series on innovation and today we go talk about robotics, right? The robotic era and when I talk about robotics, I mean I can't help to be reminded the movie Terminator, right? <laughs> so I would think so. So let's start there, Aldrich. Um, so we've been um, within our core group, we've been doing our share of research on robotics and thoughts because I wouldn't say any of us here are experts. And tonight we're a little shy, so of people. So um, Jen is taking care of our son who's sick, and then um, I think Jeremy's getting ready for a big event for his work. So it's just, it's just Eldrick and I. But when it comes to robotics, let's start with the fear of robotics, right? When you think about Terminator, you think about uh, this intelligence, advanced, you know, um, creature, you know, that's going to take over the world. And um, we're seeing it today. I mean, um, if you go to McDonald's, you go to the kiosks, um, especially during COVID, um, there's no humans. A lot of times you can order all your food on a screen, you know. Um, so there's no need for cashiers. But there's a lot of that in a lot of industries, um, even the auto industry. Um, a lot of cars are put together by robots. Um, there's no more manual labor. So let's talk about that a little bit. Eldrick, thoughts? I think I think that uh, the fear of robots in our workplace and probably in our world it's a it's a real sentiment. But you know, as as we have um, researched and put our thoughts out there, I think the important thing is to recognize that there's no need to fear them because they are here. I mean, like, um, but before we go there, I think the important thing that we need to, to address, part of which was mentioned by your introduction pertaining to kiosks at McDonald's, at assembly lines, is the difference between automation and robots. Um, with automation, you basically stitch together a tapestry of processes that can hum along without human intervention. And even when I say that, it's not that accurate. Um, there will be lines of processes that can hum along with minimal human intervention. So the way to think about that, Kevin, is in our line of work, where we talk about digital marketing and where we talk about software, you can think about all those features and buttons where the user only need to hit once and it runs through the entire process of querying the database, fetching the results, presenting the, the results to you in an aesthetic manner, in a, uh, in a PowerPoint friendly manner, uh, all at once. So without that level of automation that is unseen, You've got to do all that by yourself. And, and it's, it's unbelievably sophisticated. Unbelievably. Because without expediting certain lines of work that we do, we would not have been this productive today vis-a-vis -vis 
when we were 20 years ago. Now, now that's automation. Robots take automation to a higher level. What it does is uh, it reduces the amount of human intervention in the work that needs to be done. So if we look at the assembly line robots for automob automotive factories, I think all, all they need is to, to power up, which I doubt they do because you know they run 24 seven. And the other one is really just to activate them to do what they need to do and they will just keep doing it. So, so that's what robots do. And they are brilliant in repetitive work. They are brilliant in work that requires precision and they are brilliant in work that requires both. So imagine if we are engaged in repetitive work, right? Uh, we will become tired and fatigued because it's mind numbing if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over. And we know that it's like if you are trying to uh, if you are trying to copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste. Even if it's a dumb job, um, you might copy the wrong thing by your 34th repetition. <laughs> and, and you wouldn't know it, right? You wouldn't know it. So um, what this weakness is for us is the strength of the robot. And I think that is a brilliant proposition to have because then it takes away the mind-numbing, repetitive, operative work. In, in, in the work that we do, which frees our minds and hands for things that requires creativity and thinking. Hmm, that's good. Yeah, especially, especially what we're doing, right? I mean, you, you think about marketing, I think about writing, right? In, in, the same, in the same sense that we are actually doing the same thing, but the format is different, it takes a lot of creativity and thinking. You, it's impossible not to engage with creativity when you're shooting videos. Yep. You need to think about it. You need time to think about it. You need to conceptualize it. You need to, you need to frame a storyboard. You need to have a good message. Yep. All this takes time. So if we are stuck uh, in a day where we spend 60% of our, of our time doing mind-numbing, repetitive operations work, then we will not be able to focus our energy, focus and attention to work that really adds value and increase the top line and bottom line. So robots have a place. Uh, I, I think that uh, there's, by and large, there's no need to fear because uh, in one of the research content that we push out, they're already here. And the other thing is, there is a place for them and there's a place for us. No, and I think you brought up a good topic. When you talk about marketing, right? So we're talking about marketing and doing it. Hey, look who decided to join us, Jen. So, <laughs> so when you talk about marketing, okay, you look at the whole marketing landscape. So I own agency. So at the end of the day, a lot of people don't understand how an agency functions. So just like Eldrick said, the repetitiveness. Do you think we, I actually still put manpower into searching for keywords? 
is not necessary. There's tools out there, there's software out there that can scan YouTube, that can scan my social media algorithms and tell me exactly what keywords are perfect for a certain client. And it goes back to what Eldrick just said. It's a repetitive task. It's a waste of time for me to hire a human to go search for keywords because it we're not able to have that precision that a software can do. We can't scan the entire internet and gather data like software can. Well, you know, a query can run and we can go, okay, this is a construction company. We're looking at, you know, 10 million plus um, construction projects. Um, this is what we're trying to target. This is what we need. Well, you can run a query and there's plenty of software out there and they'll spit out keywords and it's the most accurate keywords to get you rank. And if you're wondering why when you do SEO today, you see people try to do it organically and they can never rank because you're competing with technology. There's no way human-wise I can go analyze data at the rate of a query, a code. So there are things that, but where now the robot can never replace, like me understanding a brand and understanding the target audience, the human side of authenticity, of helping that business build a relationship with their client. You know, and that's where you pay marketers for is the marketer has the creativity to be able to create, like Eldrick said, the video, um, maybe the graphic, um, even content. Right. Uh, and Eldrick and I, I think last week we talked about this a little bit. Um, there's AI tools today that can write content. Right. Um, so pretty much you can um, their software literally they can write all your social media posts. So let's say if I'm Kevin Kwok, I'll select, hey, I own a business that's a million to two million in revenue. I'm trying to um, target this audience XYZ. I fill out some forms and the AI will spit out like, okay, here's copy for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right? And I seen these tools that people are using, agencies are using, but at the end of the day, I still feel it misses that authentic element. It becomes very um, cookie cutter, very not, there's no warmth to the post, right? Um, then if Jennifer writes her own post or Kevin, it doesn't have the ability to tell my stories, my experiences, uh, my feelings. So, um, this kind of goes into what we're talking about. So Jen, just to catch you up, Eldrick and I were just talking about the difference between robots, technology, and the place that technology has in society um, versus the human element. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I was just listening to what you were saying and, and agreeing um, I think the terminology that you used I really like is it can't give the warmth that a human can give. Um, and I'm just going to say that not all content is warm, even coming from us humans. So I think also just the emotional aspect 
um, the ability to translate across anger and different feelings and emotions, um, curse. I mean, you know, just the different things that we as a human can add in there that's very, the spontaneity, um, personal experience. A robot doesn't have personal experience in which to speak from. Um, maybe AI will get, you know, get to that point, but it's not there yet. Um, and so it's speaking in the moment based on what has been programmed, um, you know, to what capabilities it's been programmed to do. So definitely agree with you on that. Hi, Aldrich. Hello. So, so Jennifer, <laughs> what's your, what's your take on um, engaging or hiring uh, or, or should I say this, like purchase uh, a home automation robot for some aspects of housework. What's your take on that? Is there fear? Is there annoyance? Is there like, oh, you know, I still want to do what I want to do. What, what, what goes through your mind if you think about such things? Um, first of all, I have to say from a woman's perspective, um, anything that's going to do my housework for me is okay for me. Okay. Oh, it's the, okay. Not it is, brilliant, right? It is it's okay. Cool. I am fine with that. It can do my work. It better, it better do a good job because it's going to replace me. <laughs> I have a high expectation. Um, I think my only, my only fear would be that I will get too lazy. Um, I fear, I fear allowing myself to be lazy. I, I really, um, I really hate that aspect uh, of human nature. And so therefore I'm afraid, like, for example, I'll just give you a, a quick example. It's very simple, but my mother-in-law sees all the golf carts um, driving around our neighborhood. So they're just like little, little carts with little engines that carry two to four people or two to five people. Like, um, like buggies. It, yeah. Like a buggy, like a buggy. Um, and so people drive those around our neighborhood all the time to get from their house to the swimming pool or from their house to the school that's in our neighborhood. And my mother-in-law is, oh, that's so nice. That would be so nice to have one. I said, yes. And then I will never walk. And then my kid will never want to walk. And so that's kind of the, that's kind of the, the downfall. I, I love AI. I, I, I'm not against robots. I think it has a place in our life, but I don't think it should ever be allowed to completely take over everything because a human, we like, you know, we still have to have jobs for, for human, for humanity. I mean, we can't not have jobs. I mean, if you figure something out, that's awesome. But at this point we have to have jobs. We have to make money. Um, but there, there are some things that, I think, yeah, a robot doing my housework, that's cool, man. Absolutely. Which, which part of the housework would you want a robot to, to help you with? Clean Kevin's bathroom. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's our bathroom technically, but um, I blame him for some of the mess. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, absolutely clean the bathroom. Um, after we cook a meal, clean up the kitchen. Uh, I love, you know, I do love and would like to try sometime the, the robotic vacuum cleaner that just keeps it clean all the time. But in yeah, my I mind, I can't. Don't you oh, he does. The robotic vacuum? 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, so it's, rem- it's it's uh it's um it's brilliant in my opinion. It's brilliant <laughs> because because it addresses the the exact point that Jennifer mentioned, and that is um, but what what Jennifer mentioned is really like if you take away everything from me, then there's a fear that I'm gonna be lazy. Uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's one way of looking at it. But, but for me, it's not. Because um, if, if we are always thinking about uh, being on the move, if we are always thinking about doing things that matter, then you wouldn't want to turn back and, and look at the things that hold you back. So for, me, um, for me, it's like any form of automation, it's, it's, uh, which, which saves my time where I can direct it to things that matter, it's brilliant. So yeah. um, take it away from me, man. I, I'm, I love it. I mean, like, 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 it's me. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and, and, you know, I, I think that um, uh, understanding how things goes, like uh, the modern day workplace has so many things that we have to do. And that's probably the reason Jeremy is not here today. And that how, are we supposed to uh, supersede the KPIs from our bosses? Or how are we collectively going to bring uh, an organization uh, way better than last year in terms of fiscal performance, performance, uh, personal growth, professional growth? You need tools. Um, you need ways to, to do two things. One, expedite what you are currently doing and two take away what you are currently doing so that you can focus on something new uh, and I think that that in itself is inevitable hmm. um, if we, we look at digital marketing one, one small aspect of that if we look at social media today it is a testament of how automation and robotics are actually coming into the social media landscape so at the very beginning it's just pure software and then there's people coming in doing all sorts of polls likes comments and whatsoever it's 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 manual we, we do it right and and we do it to share our day our sentiment our judgment and whatever not and then more and more social media platforms come along and people are like geez this is crazy i mean like you know i, I want to build a presence but but i have a day job i have my family and I, I'm, I'm not going to be someone like gary v right like, I'm, I'm not going to spend the whole day replying people uh, to do that but i have to say that's that's quite a feat so so what happened then uh, gave rise to a set of uh, software or a package of software that expedites, uh, that expedites this process mm. of uh, managing our posts. Mm-hmm. So social media managers like Agora Post, which J29 and myself, we use them. Uh, there's Hootsuite and whatsoever. It's a manager. So that is a form of automation. Mm. You, you still have to do something. So you can pre-schedule what you want to post on a weekend. Let's say if you block out one hour, create all your posts for the week ahead, and then you schedule them. So during the week, you have your time, attention, and energy on work that matters, on projects, and on ventures, or meeting your clients. You, you, you still have posts going out for you. Now, then the question now is, you still have to do the post. That is the issue. You still have to parcel out one hour or two hours over the weekend to do the post 
in order to schedule them. What mm. if I want my social media presence because I want to build my influence, but I don't want to spend the time to construct them? And then it gave rise to the AI robots that Kevin mentioned. So if we look at the entire landscape, um, this is a testament of how every line of business operations um, and technology will always go through. It will always pursue the path of least resistance. Then what you mentioned will come out true, which is, you know, my posts are like cold, they're mechanical, uh, you know, uh, I don't feel anything about it. True. But when enough people actually use them, they will flood the post feeds, which means even as you pour your heart and soul into a good post that you write manually, you will get drowned by all these robots, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that, 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 that points us to the next step. It, there will always be something. There will always be something. And then, um, I mean, like, I see these robots uh, in, if, if we see them in the dark light, they are like the ox that is running out of Mordor and disturbing the human landscape in the Lord of the Rings, right? You can't really, like, fight them one-on-one. -on -one. You have to go to Mordor and destroy the, that, that guy, the number one guy. Otherwise, there's no chance. But, but that's how we are progressing. So robotics, AI I, I... Part of it. Go what ahead, Gabe said here, with innovation, there's sometimes risk, my friend. <laughs> so. oh, and, and that is, and that is actually what that's actually the word that came to my mind was innovation. So, as um, as societies, we always have to be innovating. We always have to be moving forward um, in order to grow. Right? Even as people, we have to be. So, whole societies are also uh, trying to always be pushing forward and finding better ways to do things for 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 example not gonna lie i mean i'm just as guilty as this is how can we make this easier this task easier how can we make it more simple um you know just like they came up with the toaster you know to to cook your toast and it just pops it up well it started that you just fried it on a pan both sides you know and that's how they still do it in a lot of countries um and then, you know, then they're like, oh, we need something easier that we can put two pieces in there and it just pops out already done. And so I feel like we do that in every single category of our lives. So there's always going to be um, innovation, even with with technology and with AI. And like Aldrich was saying, there's negatives and there's negatives and positives to it. There's definitely positives. But then the negative is like you were saying with social media, you could be the, the that one person that's really putting your heart, soul, and time into posting something. And then all these other people prefer to just uh, use the robots and pump something out. And your post is totally swamped by, by the robot, you know, the robotic um, social stuff. So yeah, they're really, I mean, there's definitely positives to, uh, to technology getting better and better. It does make um, tasks easier, like keeping your floor clean, all the time so that your air is fresh, uh, maybe less allergies for you. I mean, there's just different things, you know, you're not having to sweep five times a day like I used to do when we had a dog, which is one reason that I did have to get, I had to end that. 
but um you know so there there's just there's a place for it but i'm sure it has negatives too <laughs> i am mother that's hilarious who remember that from netflix anyone in the familiar. audience it looks familiar okay so uh, while you guys are all uh, we're talking about robots and everything i couldn't help to um just think about this real quick so let me remove that real quick um i am robot was a netflix film that i am mother i am mother so i think it was about um a couple years ago and it, it was this girl that was born like all these babies were born something happened kind of like a pandemic and apparently there's this virus outside this ship right and uh, all these babies were being artificially created you know but then it's taken care by mother mother is a robot who's on the ship but then they're told these kids that are raised humans that hey if they go outside they're gonna just die or get this virus right and but then there's this yearning for human connection so one of these girls of course goes haywire and she of course goes against the uh, you know the belief that they're, they're sold that they supposed to stay in the ship and it goes back to the human element you know we all have that longing i mean how many of you are tired of linkedin bot messages <laughs> i know i am right and i don't even look at my inbox you know so if you ever want to do business with me or anything, uh, don't don't inbox me. I don't look at it. So like it's just <laughs> accumulating. But like the bot messages without the human element sucks. Now I long for a cold call. Like please call my phone. Like I get excited when my phone rings, you know. And there's actually a human that can talk. Now even the cold calling I'm noticing nowadays there's robots too. I get this automated message when I pick up the phone that tries to sell me something, right? So, like, now I'm longing a human salesman that can be conversational. And same thing. I think if you're going to use bots on LinkedIn, I'm sorry to break the news. If you're spending all this money on hiring these people to schedule or book your appointment, you still need to be a part of it. You still, you still need a human element. And it goes back to that movie, I Am Mother, because she could provide the right food every single time. Like the robot knew exactly what these little kids needed, like their favorite food, everything. It can read the storybooks. It does everything. But then these, this child wasn't satisfied because there was no warmth. It goes back to what Jen said. Uh, it was missing that human element of a conversation that's not robotic. So remember that when you're doing marketing, when you, you're utilizing these tools, I love what Eldrick said. It can help you increase efficiency and save you time so you can do what you do best. But at the end of the day, you still need that human warmth. It still requires you because without you, like I think robots can handle tasks, but it can't handle building <coughs> genuine relationships, building trust. It can't do those things. 
Yep. Yeah, I, I remember Kevin when I first got on LinkedIn and I started using it and I would get these messages that says, hey, I looked over your profile and wow, you've done you've accomplished so much and you've come so far and you're really like you're just such a go getter. And I was like, that is so nice of them to look at my profile, you know, and I, I just took it really personally. Like that's wow, how encouraging, like people are so encouraging. And then come to find out they had sent that to like 5,000 of their connections, <laughs> you know? So it's not, you know, all of a sudden it's like, okay, well that wasn't really for me. That wasn't a personal one-on-one -on -one connection, like contacting me. Um, and of course there is, there is real genuineness, but like Aldrich was saying, it's kind of few, far and in between. So when you find those genuine people, you just, you, you grab on, you know, you're like, Hey, let's, let's, uh, let's get on a zoom or let's, you know, so. And I think it's, it's so true. Like if you're going to do, I think where robots or automation can come in on LinkedIn, right? Like you can target connections and connect with the right people, but now, once they connect with you, come on, put some elbow grease, do some work, you know, talk to these people, get them on a Zoom call, get to know them, surprise them that you're human, you know. I hate the um, chain posts, you know, that's like one after the other and then another and another. And then all of a sudden they text me and then email me and it's like, ah, oh, drives me nuts. So. <laughs> they they get every piece of they get all of the ways to communicate with you and then they send the same message to every channel. It's like, okay. So Eldrick, I know you do a lot of investing. So um you you probably keep up with all the uh robotic things going on, AI and all innovation. So what are your thoughts on um what's I can't hear you. I lost you. What's next? What's big in robotics? Um, what's big in robotics? Um, I think robot I robot think a it, coin. I'm just joking. no, no. I, I don't think so. I think that. Um, uh, I think that the the use case the the practicality of uh, robots is already here, but when when we think about so so let's let's go back to the difference between automation and 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 robots a robotic technology mm. the thing about robotic technology is that it combines software with hardware which means that you need to have the engineering element and typically the engineering element will take time to mature mm. so so you, you can see them coming but you have time to prepare for them on the mm. other hand if, if you think about uh automation like software automation will come very quickly. So um, uh, there's this, there's this uh, I think it's called the rights law that, it, that mentions the this, this spillover effect and the adoption of any technological advancements pertaining to software hinges on a network effect. So you, you can have a brilliant software, but it takes time to build the traction. It will go um, linear, 
and at the point it will cross to become exponential. So when that happens, that's when you see everyone using the same thing. That's when you see everyone talking about LinkedIn. That's when you see everyone becoming an Instagram influencer, for instance. Uh, and you know, life takes, takes out on its own. Um, I think when it comes to automation, artificial intelligence will still be the, the goal that people are chasing because then they are thinking about using full automation to solve real world problems beyond repetitive work and work that are, um, what's that word? Uh, work that, uh, that requires precision. For instance, what is the correct price for Kevin to price in his project? What's the correct price? And let's face it, um, if you can crack this code, you are going to have a high competitive advantage. In fact, I would call it a barrier to entry into the work that you do because not everyone knows how to price. Amazon knows exactly how to price. Yep. They know you. They know how to make you open your wallet. Netflix knows exactly how to price. That's why you buy their subscriptions. Medium and Substack, they know exactly how to price such that you are willing to pay them $50 a month, a year. They know how to price it. The grocery store at the end of your street doesn't know how to price. <laughs> Sorry to say that, right? Uh, the supermarket doesn't know how to price because what they see are commodities. A vegetable is a vegetable. A cabbage is a cabbage. So how do I get this deal from, how do I steal this deal from you? I lower my price. And, and as we all know, that's the last thing we want to engage in in a business because then it's a slippery slope downwards. You will never be able to climb out of that because when memory sticks, oh, you offer the cheapest cabbages in the neighborhood and if you want to raise your price, you're gone. So I think artificial intelligence will still be the pursuit for this decade because it can be used to solve real world problems. And you talk about the FANG companies in terms of investments, everyone is piling their capital with them because they know how to use AI to price. And it's extremely expensive to develop that and to get it mature and to get it to hack tons of customer data, which we willingly give them. So it's not a, private, it's not a, a, a data privacy breach. We give them the data so we can get the cheap stuff. They use the data and artificial intelligence to determine what to offer us, how to segmentize us, and how to price. I think that's the way to go, mm. if you ask me. Um, is it possible <coughs> that the trend will be reversed and we can fight it? No, not possible. Not possible. I don't see anyone being any company or a traditional company being a strong challenger to the current FANG companies. Impossible. Mm. They have um, grown to a point. They have grown to a point where 
they understand. That's, that's, that's how I see it. Go ahead, Jennifer. No, I was going to say, Aldrich, um, if anybody or yourself figures out a way to help grocery stores to price well, then please come talk to the one that's down the street from me. Um, the other day, the other day, so I'm learning, of course, I've, I've known this before, but sometimes I get lazy. I'm learning to double check my receipt before I leave the store. <laughs> So I was at the store the other day and I thought, okay, I only bought a few things and I normally buy a lot of things for a decent price, but I bought a few things for a ridiculous price. Why is this so high? Start going down through my receipt and realize that I hadn't paid attention to how much the cherries are in the fruit section. It was a 16 dollar bag actually half a bag of cherries on my ticket <clears throat> needless to say i took it right back in there and returned it and got my money back because i will never pay 16 dollars for half a bag of cherries um i i'm pretty sure i can go over to another store and get a completely different price and i and all the lady could say is well groceries you know they've gone up lately and I'm, I've said, well, I did hear that, you know, that there is things going up, but I'm like $16 for half a bag. And you said that to me, like, you can't even say that because just, <laughs> just, just two weeks ago, I bought cherries and it was nothing like that. So it was crazy. That's crazy. Cause uh, you know, I think data is huge. So when it comes to innovation, when it comes to, like Eldrick said, I think pricing is what gives people competitive advantage. So, uh, you know, back in the old days is knowing your customer, right? Building relationships and understanding buying habits and what they do. But, not, but AI, you know, like companies like LinkedIn, Facebook, all day the commodity is, you know, is data. They're collecting our data. They know exactly our habits. Um, the way we converse, um, the way we think, um, your every day. I mean, as much as, you know, that's how social media makes money and they go back and sell it to marketers. So marketing companies, agencies like mine can run ads, you know. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, the more data you have, the more accurate you're able to do run your business. You know, everything from pricing to the labor, um, hiring, buying raw material, I mean, mm. is huge, you know, and I think we forget that side of the, we live every day and we just go to work, but we forget how much technology has already taken over our daily lives. I mean, we're already living in the age of, Terminator, <laughs> you know, is happening, you know, and um, we don't even know it because it's slowly making things more convenient. You know, I mean, think about it. We didn't have cell phones not too long ago. And now we can't live without it. You know, people freak out when they lose their phone, you know. <laughs> so, anyway, so today we talk about robotics 
you know, and just the future, right? AI technology. How, before we end tonight, how can we prevent, how do we keep ourselves valuable as technology becomes more and more advanced? And I, I think this will be a, a very big issue uh, it, in, in the near term. And when I mean in the near term, I actually think that we are living through it now. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the jobs and the people at risk are those where uh, are the exact nine to five. If, if I were to lump them all together. Um, so if, if jobs, if, if the nature of a job is highly manual and it doesn't require, and uh, it doesn't require you to layer thoughts, knowledge and thinking on top of what you're doing, you're very vulnerable. Um, I'm saying things. Uh, so, so uh, just just to, to give it a, a a more visual feel about it. Uh, the task that secretaries do will not exist in time to come. We still want to have a secretary, but it's not for the reason uh, that we need the secretaries to do their task. But we probably would want to have a secretary to do more human interaction work, meaning, you know, stop this person from coming in. You know, uh, I, I, I need to have a conversation with, with that department so that we can schedule our time and things like that. So first off, the nature of the, of the job is going to change. And second thing is, uh, it is more important now that we focus on jobs that require creativity, knowledge, and thinking. I, I, I give an example of home automation. Um, I love my vacuum robot, but what the robot can't do are cognitive abilities that humans can do. My robot can't pick up the garbage for me. It sucks dust. That's about it, right? But if I want to clear my garbage bin, I have to do it. If I want to remove the the shower head and clean the shower head, my robot can't do it. So anything that requires higher level of cognitive skills and thinking, it's going to take a long time for the robots to be mature in, in that level of sophistication. So I think when it comes to jobs and things like that, try to move up the, the value chain in terms of knowledge. I think that's where we will be moving towards. So if, if you're the kind where uh, you, you just want to do something for a paycheck, which is mind-numbing and repetitive, then I, I guess uh, there will be bad news for you because, man, your competitor is here. And then your competitor is infatigable, which makes it worse. You have to go for a pantry break. They don't have to. Yeah. 
So and they don't have the emotions. There's no up and down. There's yeah. no anxiety. There's no depression. There's none of that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what I And do. that's why you can't be completely against it because there is a place for that. But you just don't want it to consume everything. Like there's a place for we need for humans and um, providing for humans um, and supporting them. And then there's a place for the other stuff. And, and Aldrich, I don't, I mean, it's already here, dude. Like, haven't you watched the movies? Like there's very advanced robots in the movies. <laughs> of course, but they're expensive. Which yep. means that the mainstream adoption isn't there yet. Right. Of course. Uh, so, so when, when, it, when, when the cost of the robot starts declining, like, like electric vehicles, like electric vehicles, when, 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 it, when it started out, it was very expensive. But, yep. now, but now the cost per mile travel has dropped tremendously because the cost of uh, batteries have dropped. The, the, the cost of EV technologies has dropped, right? So when you have all these technologies coming together, cross-pollinating, decreasing the cost, encouraging mainstream adoption, that's when you know they're here. And that's where you're going to find them in our office and in, at home. And, and that's, that's how I see it. So, yeah, there will be advanced robots and things like that, but if it's going to cost me like half a million, oh, maybe I'll, I'll pick up the trash myself for now. <laughs> so, until, at the, until, <laughs> so at the end of the day, your mind is the most valuable thing you have. It is. So, it's hard to replace because our mind is complex, you know, and our mind can do things that our bodies can't do. It's, sometimes your body's tired. It's your mind that push your body to be able to do the things you never thought you can do. And I think it's going to take a lot of time before a robot can replace those things. So um, that's where your value is. So remember to sharpen your mind, you know, and uh, use it, you know, don't just go do Monday task on a daily basis. Like Eldrick said, 825 is great, but it's not secure. So what can you do? What can you do more, right? That challenges your mind. So, hey, thank you everyone for joining us tonight. And uh, we will continue our series on innovation. And um, hey, thanks for all your support. And uh, hey, if you guys ever have a topic that you want us to just research and talk about, feel free to um, message us, you know, message Eldrick, Jen, um, even Jeremy, myself. And then we have a website now too. It's bottomsupperspective.com. So um, it's, it's constantly evolving. Um, because we want to meet the needs of our community. So um, those of you um, who follow us on a weekly basis, um, go check it out and um, give us some insight. Give us some input, you know. So we love to hear from you. Kevin, I would like yep. to just add here at the very end, um, also, you know, input also on uh, we have a Facebook page now built for bottoms up perspectives so those um who are on facebook that's a great place to go also if you miss any shows or um you miss something that we put out it's always going to be shared to our linkedin page as well bottoms up perspectives so we 
we love to have you guys all like um, join us on there and we love your feedback and uh, yeah, wish you well this week. All right. Have a good one and we'll see you next Wednesday or your Thursday later.